Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're now at the end of Job chapter 14, looking at verses 18 through 22 in the New Living Translation. And remember, Job is speaking, and he's in a place where he's just very unhappy. He's unhappy with the advice of his friends. He's unhappy even with how he feels God is treating him. The word reads, But instead, as mountains fall and crumble, and as rocks fall from a cliff, as water wears away the stones and floods wash away the soil, so you destroy people's hope. You always overpower them, and they pass from the scene. You disfigure them in death and send them away. They never know if their children grow up in honor or sink to insignificance. They suffer painfully. Their life is full of trouble. Again, this is Job speaking, chapter 14, verse 18 through 22, as he considers the grave and the afterlife. I'll be back to share insights, and I'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scotts. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening. If you subscribe and follow, you'll know whenever a new episode drops. Also, why don't you drop me a line and let me know what you think of my podcast. Please follow and like 5 Minutes in the Word on Twitter and Facebook. We are at the conclusion of Job chapter 14, looking at verses 18 through 22 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Job considers how unlimited God's power is. And Job, again, is in despair. He has friends who are supposed to be comforters, and they're not. He's uh, upset that he's being punished for he knows not what. And, I mean, there's just so much despair in chapter 14. Uh, Matthew Henry says that this is one of those uh, chapters where, you know, people start to think about death. And as I was reading this, especially uh, the end where it says they never know if their children grow up in honor or sink to insignificance. We laid to rest one of my second cousins and he was in his 40s and he had young children. And that just, you know, rushed to my mind. You know, he doesn't know. He knows, they know that their dad was, he was a chemist. He was this brilliant uh, young guy. So prayerfully, they will be brilliant themselves because he was their father. And I'm speaking that into their lives. Uh, Back to Job. Nothing will last always. Even mountains erode. And you know they can be tunneled through, which is amazing in itself. They crumble and they fall like a leaf. Rocks, you know, can erode. They pass away by the continual beating of the sea, of the ocean of water. And Job, he's looking at this, he's using all these illustrations. This time he's talking about mountains and rocks. 
he abandons his hope for restoration, saying his hope is like the erosion of a mountain and rocks falling from cliffs. So he considers that this is how God sweeps away the hope of man. And the idea is that when God sets himself against you, there's nothing you can do. God will prevail against you no matter what, and then you'll pass away. And this is Job's feeling. These are not my words, because that's not how I feel. The uh, New King James Version renders that section, But as a mountain falls and crumbles away, and as a rock is moved from its place, as water wears away stones, and as torrents wash away the soil of the earth, so you destroy the hope of man. But we know that our hope is in Christ. We know that we hope in heaven, and we know that uh, death in heaven will be destroyed. Just as Jesus conquered death at, uh, at the resurrection, so will uh, we, when we, you know, the, when the last trump sounds, uh, oh, death, where is your victor? victory? He doesn't have, death doesn't have victory. The man swept away by God, according to Job, does not know the good or bad things that will happen to his family after he passes from this life. And again, as I was saying about my young cousins, I'm praying that the excellence that their father had extends to them. So even though, you know, he left young children, he'd only been married 20 years, so he left children and a wife, that they saw this great man who was a chemist, who did uh, work for um, refineries, that they'll see, you know, that he instilled in them that great work ethic, that work, that ethic that says, even though I have a bachelor's degree, I'm going back to school. I'm getting another degree. And that's what he did. And I pray that that's what's instilled in his children. Um, back to my, my <laughs> I digress again. Uh, Job considered how unfa uh, unfair all of it seemed that somehow, even um, when flesh is, even when you're in pain and not knowing anything else that, you know, it's there's so much despair. It just seems so unfair. And, you know, just reading it from Job's perspective, you can't help but feel like, yeah, this is unfair, God. But we know. Job doesn't know, but we know that in the end that God's going to restore. As we read Job's passionate plea, we are reminded of the words of, of Jesus. When he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? On the one hand, they were true. He was uh, separated from God, and he felt forsaken by the Father. He felt it because Jesus not only endured the withdrawal of his Father's fellowship, but the actual outpouring of his Father's wrath as a substitute for our sin. And thank God that the separation between God the Father and God the Son were settled at the cross with the ascension of Christ after resurrection. Second uh, Corinthians five and nineteen says God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself at the cross, and we thank God for the cross. There's Christ isn't on that cross, and we thank on that cross, and we thank God 
for the resurrection of his son. Uh, Job's feeling about his sufferings were real, just as Jesus' uh, feelings were real, and they're understandable. Yet there is a truth that goes beyond his feelings to make sense of his suffering, that God was in control. God is in control, not was. God is in control. And Job just didn't know what was going on in the background. So all that was hidden from him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we have so many deaths. And not just in my family. We've only had one. But we have so many illnesses. We have so many people who are suffering. God, we need you in a special way. We're praying for those who are suffering not just with COVID, but with whatever. You know what the needs are. So many people have asked for prayer. God, you know what their names are and what their needs are. And we thank you in advance for answered prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.